You are listening to the podcast series for Mission to Amish People. Mission to Amish People is a Christian ministry with a threefold purpose of evangelizing and discipling Amish and former Amish, helping Amish people who leave their communities by helping them transition into the English world, and by presenting the ministry to churches nationwide. You can find out more about Mission to Amish People by going to their website at www.mapministry.org. Today's podcast is part two of five. So, of course, once you're a member, you can be part of the voting, voting mm-hmm. responsibilities, foot washing, communion, mm-hmm. get married, those kind of things. So then, can you sort of walk me through your life between this moment of joining and then what what took you to leaving? Well, I have to understand, I left seven times. And most of the times, it lasted 30 days, mm-hmm. two weeks, six months. Mm-hmm. But by the time I was 18, a member of the church had found a girl. My girlfriend decided she was just going to up and leave the Amish. Well, to me, she was the world to me. Uh-huh. If she left, I had to leave. So we left. We moved in together, and they got jobs. We're both 18, and we were out for nine months. Mm-hmm. And it was during the end of that nine months that, and I mean, both of us knew in our heart that we wouldn't be out forever. We were because, again, it was the freedom thing, experience freedom, being together. But then at the end of nine months, my dad came in one day and he says, if you don't return today, I will never allow you to come on the property again, ever. And, well, that was a huge blow. I sold my car, got rid of my clothes, went back to the Amish, and a month later, my girlfriend followed. Okay. And we went through public humiliation within the church got stared at you know looked down upon and one day I said I have enough I can't take this I ran away again I was out for about three weeks to a month and my dad talked me into going back again so it was crazy I could just fast forward 25 years and say you know I finally one day 25 years later sat in the living room of my dad and he and I talked about what the years were like and I had never heard his side of it uh-huh. but we sat there and wept it was it was very very emotional mm-hmm. you know as a father myself now I understood what he was going through but at the time I really didn't care I didn't, didn't give a flip about anybody or anything but came back got married okay mm-hmm. we finally the church took us back in my girlfriend and myself and we got married, had an Amish wedding, which is what I always wanted. And then I decided, I told myself, I'm going to settle down. I'm going to raise a family within the culture. I felt, you know, a sense of community. We didn't have any prisons or any police officers or we didn't have none of that. We tried to get along the best we could. There was uh, security there. If something goes wrong, your neighbor's there to help you. Mm-hmm. And that's where I wanted to be at. And so I really put my heart into it. But one thing had taken place. While I was out the last time, a man shared the gospel with me mm-hmm. and I got saved. Now, I have to 
time, that meant nothing to me. Okay, uh -huh. I had heard the safe business before, but when it happened to me, I knew it was real. Mm -hmm. So now I'm back Amish and I'm fighting this. I, I'm really fighting this. I, I'm thinking, you know, this is not what the Amish teach. And it's a long story, but we got into the scriptures. My wife and I started doing Bible study. And finally, one day we just said, hey, let's go somewhere where we can have Bible studies. Let's go somewhere where the gospel is preached and where we can have prayer meetings and, and all of that. So that's when we left the last time in 1987. And this time it was for the right reason. It was for spiritual reasons. And we joined a Baptist church. And we've been members here now ever since, about okay. 30 years. Okay. So if we could backtrack to before you were saved, you know, you talked about that you and you know, your, your girlfriend, that you both left at one point, and, and so you left a total of seven times was that after you had joined you left seven times no okay so before and after altogether you left seven times so yeah. after you had joined and you you left you know you brought up earlier that one of the things that that the preachers talked about was hell and and these sort of fearful stories of people who'd left the amish that was the the destination for them was that something that you were thinking about when you were leaving? Is that something that you wrestled with when you had left before you were saved? Very, very much so. Mm -hmm. When I was 15, that was a year before all hell broke loose in my life. Mm -hmm. When I was 15 years old, my cousin left the Amish and I knew he was going to hell. I remember seeing him drive down the country road and he was driving, had a driver's license, and it hit me that he could have a wreck and die. Uh -huh. And so I found myself crawling up into one of our barns on the farm where no man had been for probably ever, who knows? Mm -hmm. There was probably in a half inch to an inch of dust up mm -hmm. in the upper part of that barn. And I remember laying down in that dust. I, I was weeping. I was just bawling my eyes out, crying out to God for him that he would spare his life, bring him back to the fold. Mm -hmm. And it was very real to me. Yeah. And I, I remember even going over to the phone, calling his, his phone up and on the message machine, you know, letting him know that you're going to hell. You've got to come back. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, how did you deal with those feelings for yourself when you had left and before you were saved? Not quite to the extent that I had earlier. And mm -hmm. Yeah, in my mind, I hoped I wouldn't die mm -hmm. because chances are I wouldn't go to heaven. But at the same time, I just kind of brushed it off, didn't really care. You know where I, I think where I was at is I was in transition. Before I believed what my dad and mom told me to believe, and now I'm transitioning to, I have to own this belief myself. And in order to do that, I had to let go of the previous and begin to figure out really what I believed. And that was, that transition took place between the age of 16 and 
So, so you talked about the very first times you left just being like a in the moment or desire for freedom. Um, was that the motivation for all of those leavings before you were saved? Or were there any other reasons that you left before being saved? You know, probably before I was saved, it was more kind of all the same. It was just living life for the moment. But there were times, I think, I I remember one time getting upset. And, And honestly, I don't recall even what it was about. You know, obviously I was had tasted some freedom mm-hmm. and I was even more rebellious than maybe ever and my dad and I clashed. Mm-hmm. I remember being so disconnected with my dad. Mm-hmm. Not that he was a horrible person, but he was a very busy man mm-hmm. and he always had time for everybody else because he was a doctor, he was a veterinary, he was a blacksmith, a machinist, a farmer and he sold vitamins and he wrote books and he, you know, he was always on the run. So the the dad I knew was one who would give orders, you know, and then when we didn't do what we should have done or we didn't do it fast enough, then it was, don't you know better? You're old enough. One day he stood in front of me and he goes, I don't even know why I feed you. You are lazy. And that was a blow to me. I don't know if I was 17 years old, probably 16, maybe. But, you know, I was the oldest. My dad didn't understand me. I didn't understand him. And so I had a hard time looking him in the eyes. Like I would just kind of, you know, when he talked to me, I would look down. And, you know, that's that's the kind of uh, disconnect we had. And because of that, there were a few times I just kind of got mad and left for no reason at all. So you had talked about also experiencing, you described it as humiliation when you came back. So did the community ever, did you feel ever like they had accepted you after, after you left? I mean, and I'm, and I'm talking about when you went back. So again, so before the final leaving, when you were back in the community, you talked about being humiliated. Did they ever come to accept you? Did they sort of get over those leavings? look at it this way, there were a few of the older men that I remember came forward and specifically asked me, how are you doing, Joe? Uh-huh. You know, there was never such a thing as we're praying for you, mm-hmm. but there was maybe something about, you know, I often think about you, you've, you've gone through a lot, and mm-hmm. is there anything that we can do just to be here, be your friend? Mm-hmm. I had like two men that did that in my life. Okay. And I, I know which ones they were. I remember how great it made me feel. Uh-huh. I felt very accepted by them. Mm-hmm. But then the 1,500 other people that could have come and done the same thing did. Right. You're, you're just looked at as the rebel. And most parents were like, told their kids, don't hang out with him. Don't have anything to do with him. He'll get you in trouble. You know, so I didn't feel accepted very much, no. In this final leaving, you said that you met a man who told you about the gospel. How did this person find you, or how did you find this person? The man that shared the gospel with me had also been Amish and gotten saved. 
and he lived about five miles from where I grew up. I was 15 at the time. It was right before all this stuff started happening in my life that he uh, somehow had gone out west, met with some other Amish people that had gotten saved. He came, he got saved while he was out there, came back to our community. And I just remember at the age of 15, he would drive up and down the road with a white horse. He was the only man had a white horse. Uh-huh. And so he stood out in the community and he would drive into this driveway, that driveway. He'd drive into our driveway and he'd just come in there and he'd just start sharing the gospel. Mm-hmm. And people started talking, you know, he's so so spiritually minded, he, his poor cows aren't getting milked. And so eventually the church literally excommunicated him and said he's got a strange belief. His parents came in from Wisconsin, they slept in his home to keep people out, English people who were coming there having Bible studies with them. And they would, they, they would try to, to stop these Bible studies. On a January night, they snuck out one of the windows from the upstairs in their own home yeah. while their parents were in the in the house sleeping. Yeah. They slipped out and they went to Kentucky. And he was actually eventually the one that led me to the Lord. Okay. He would keep coming back from Kentucky. At one point, I was almost upset at him. I didn't want to talk with him, but. Yeah, on July 28, 1987, that all changed. So what do you think it was, that, you know, in, in that moment? Like, why did it sort of finally click for you then? Do you have any idea? Well, I, I have no doubt in my mind that it was real to me. I mean, uh-huh. it was on a Sunday afternoon, and he had been to church. I was living with my girlfriend. I knew I was living in sin. Mm-hmm. I was just tired and sick of Thank you for listening to this podcast series. 
Check out Mission to Amish People online at www.mapministry.org or keep up to date with us on Facebook and Google+. Thank you again and have a blessed day.